0: This is a free download from Delancey Eden Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Eden Church building at the Banks of St. Samson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelands.co.uk. We Romans chapter 12, I want to talk about transformation, I want to say an issue to think about it, the power of living a, a transformed life. You know, I think what the world's looking for a lot. They've heard enough words, is that right? They can hear a lot of words, a lot of sermons, if you like. What the world really is looking for is for a transformed people. That's really what they're looking for. They want to look at somebody and see a life that's so radically different and, and, and so radically changed from, from what, what they are. really are looking for radically different lifestyles, radically different lives. And I want to talk about the power of transformation, how to live a transformed life. How many want to live a transformed life? just want to be radically changed, to be all that Jesus has called us to be. Romans 12, verse 2, there's a known verse there. It says, don't be conformed to this world... And here we see the word, but be, what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. i wonder right now. If there was one thing that you could change about you, what would you change? Don't worry, I'm not going to go around and ask. But if you could really change one thing about you, what would you change? And I think a lot of people they live with all kinds of struggles and lifelong problems. And after we can get this idea that because we've had those problems and those issues for so long that, that, that we're never going to change, that they're going to be with us almost for, for the rest of our lives. And God, I think, wants to impart in your heart this sense this morning that you can change. Just recognize that, that you can be transformed and you can really change. You don't have to live with those things for the rest of your life you can really live a transformed life. Think about it. I think one thing that we've never really grasped is how powerful the new creation is. The Bible says we've become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. How many would say that's pretty radical transformation? Everything that resembles of your, anything of your old life has now completely and utterly changed. And I don't think we've seen how radical the new creation really is. How awesome it is. How amazing it is to be a new creation. When you're born of the Spirit, when you begin to cooperate with the work of the Spirit in your life, it radically changes you from the inside out. I believe this all my heart, that that transformation should be so radical that if you were to meet people years later, they wouldn't even recognize you as the same person. They wouldn't even recognize that you're the same person they knew two two or three years ago. Because there's been such a radical transformation, the life of Jesus living within you has begun to work in you and change you and transform you. That is where the power of testimony comes into being. When people see radically transformed lives, something ignites in their hearts and their lives. Can you say amen to that? That power of transformation. Ultimately, the true goal of the Christian ultimately is to be like Jesus. Is to let the life of Jesus in us, live his life through us unhindered. That's really what it's all about. You think what Paul says. I think it's so powerful. He says, I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. Think of that power. Could you make that statement over your life? That you no longer live, but Jesus lives his life through you, he's saying it's Jesus who is living His life out through me, and that's what I call true transformation. When the life of Jesus lives through you, unhindered, unbound, everything that's true freedom, true liberty, and true freedom is the life of Jesus flowing out of you. That's transformation, being like Jesus. Can you say, amen? anyone wanna be like Jesus?" And so he says this. Don't conform, but what? Transform. In other words, the word conform means not to change, to remain the same. And I believe every single Christian has been called to change. None of us have been called to remain the same. Because when you conform to something, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you stop changing. And when you stop changing, you're no longer being transformed. And we need to be continually changing, continually growing. Everything about this. Why is that important? Because the faith that you have now really can't be the faith that you need in, in, in the days ahead. Because the challenges that you have days ahead are going to be greater than what you face right now. And so my faith needs to continually be growing to be able to cope with, with the challenges I'm going to be continually facing. I can't use my old faith to deal with what I'm facing right now. How many realize that? That's why I've got to continually grow, because as I grow, so my faith grows. And as my faith grows, I'm able to confront the challenges that face me today. And so when things don't change, I go back to my old faith, where I used to have, and it doesn't work anymore for the challenges I have right now. And that covers every area of our life. To love people, I need fresh new love. Is that right? I need greater love, greater faith greater joy. I need to be continually growing and developing and transforming so I can meet and face everything I'm going to face in the days ahead. They get hold of this. If I'm conforming, then that means I'm not changing. And if I'm not changing, that means I'm not growing. Because if, I'm not, because if I change, then I grow. How do we know if you're grown as a Christian? So i tell you how we know Because you're changing. If you're not changing, then you are not growing. And if I'm not growing, then I'm not transforming. Be ye transformed. Change equals growth. Growth equals transformation. Do you know what? You can be conformed to so many things. They must become part of you. You can be conformed to worry to the point where worry becomes normal to you. It's so normal to you, you don't even think anything more than worrying because you've conformed to it, and you've conformed to it to such such an extent that it's actually kind of natural for you to worry. We can so conform to our bondages that we never ever see ourselves ever being free from them. We can conform to our insecurities To the point they become of who they become part of who we we are. We are no longer having insecurities, we've become an insecure person. Because it's so much made us into that kind of person. So what you conform to begins to confine you and begins to stop you from being the person that God wants you to be. I think not changing or not transforming, it can cost us a lot of things in life. It can cost you relationships. How many relationships are affected because people won't change? Is that right? How many people are affected in their workplace because they won't change? How many people are affected in their family life because they won't change? So, actually, an unwillingness to change and be transformed affects areas and dimensions of our life. But when we, begin to be, when we get transformed, then new doors of opportunity open, everything is affected... By my ability to what to be transformed. Now, notice what he says. How do you change? How do you have your life transformed? Paul tells us this: you are transformed, you are changed, you be- live, you begin to live a radically different life. By notice what he says: by the renewing of your mind. What you do. What you think tells me what you do. As a man thinketh, so he is. If you don't change the way you think, you'll never change any other aspect about your life. Transformation really begins through the way that you think. The way you think will make it possible for you to live a transformed life. Can you say amen? So if my thinking doesn't change, my life won't change if my thinking changes, so will my life. It says, don't be conformed. That word conformed, interestingly enough, means don't be squeezed in. Don't allow the world to squeeze you into its attitude and into its ways of thinking. Because as you begin to allow the world to squeeze you into the way it thinks, it begins to conform you and begins to prevent you from being transformed. You're squeezed in. You begin, because you think like the world, you begin to act like the world. You begin to have the attitudes of the world. You begin to have the lifestyle of the world. And the issue lies in the way that you're thinking. But if you would change the way you think, it will affect your life. It will affect your behavior. It will affect every dimension of your life when you begin to change the way that you think. So he says, don't be conformed. Don't allow the world to squeeze you into its way of thinking, into its way of doing things. But be what? Transformed. I love it. Let I me mean, love it. Now, that word transformed is from the Greek word, and you're going to be impressed right now, metamorphosis. How many kind of you all knew that, didn't you? It's the word metamorphosis. Webster's Dictionary, sounds deep, doesn't it? But Webster's Dictionary defines a, that word there, metamorphosis, It says, a change of physical form, structure, and substance, especially, I love this, by supernatural means. It means a complete change of form. And you all know the picture, don't you? It's from the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's called a metamorphosis. A caterpillar doesn't just get a few wings... It actually changes its form. It goes through a metamorphic stage, and as it goes through its metamorphic stage, its form completely changes. It becomes a totally different kind of insect. Now, a butterfly. Can you imagine that before, that little caterpillar looking up and thinking, I'm so tired of birds wanting to pick me up and eat me and, you know, lying on the ground. I just want to be so radically different. See sees that amazing butterfly flying up there. I just can't. It would be so cool if I could be like that butterfly. Metamorphosis begins to get a hold of it, and it becomes a totally different creature. And that's the picture, that we actually become totally different. We are transformed. We become a radically different type of person, that we begin to do things that we couldn't do before. There's a new ability. There's a new ability. There's a new power. We begin to accomplish things we never thought we could do because there's been an incredible transformation that has come about by the renewing of your minds. It takes the old thoughts, the old attitudes, the old mindsets, and it means a whole new way of thinking. And it starts with your mind. That word transformation, that word transformed, actually means transfigured. And it's only used twi- twice in the, in, the, in the New Testament. The only other time that word is used is where Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember that story? And the Bible says he was transfigured. He was transformed. In other words, the reality of heaven began to flow out of his being. The glory of God, the reality of of heaven, began to radiate through Jesus. And with a renewed mind, it begins to reflect another world. I now begin to see my life from heaven's perspective. Have you ever had a... Know, how, many of you, how many of you play guitar? Have you ever done that? You, you know, one thing you could... And I play a little bit. My favorite song is Daddy's Taking Me to the Zoo tomorrow. i the only song I can play. Before. But... If you had six, five strings perfectly perfectly tuned together and just one string out, the whole guitar would sound loud. Is that right? And it could be just a minute bit out. And just a minute bit out affects the whole way that guitar plays. You'd hear it. You wouldn't hear all the other notes in tune. You'd hear, the, you'd hear the one string that's out of tune. Amazing you'd know that. Renewing your mind is allowing your mind to get in harmony with heaven. It's thinking like God. It's seen everything from heaven's and God's perspective. Your mind begins to see things the way God sees things. You begin to think the way God thinks. How many many would say God's thoughts are amazingly powerful? And so you begin to think God's thoughts and begin to come into agreement with what he says. See, an unrenewed mind is the mind you had before you got saved. When you get saved, your spirit gets born again, but your mind needs to get renewed. You don't suddenly have a brand new mind. You have to renew your mind. You have to begin to change the way that you think. The word also means to exchange. You replace negative wrong thinking with right thinking. Let me find if something Breaks, you know, I don't know, a toaster goes or something. We tend these days, we don't kind of get the electrician in. We just replace it. Is that right? We just change it. It's not producing, it's not working, so we just exchange it. And that's what he's talking about. To renew your mind means you exchange your negative way of thinking and begin to exchange it with a different way of thinking. All the old thought patterns you begin to remove. And as you remove the old thought patterns and change the way you think, it begins to lead to you being a radically different person. It's like nappies. Some of us, Remember the old nappies? Remember the old nappies? The, the, remember the cloth nappies? You know, these days, all disposable. But I remember the, the old cloth nappies. And I remember when, you, when, I, when I used to change them, occasionally used to change them. The worst thing of all, I used to think about it, I used to worry about putting that, that pin in, in one of the girl's legs. Or even worse, putting the pin in my hand. That was even worse. But you know what I mean? And, but you know what you wouldn't do? You wouldn't sort of just take the old nappy off, I'm not bothered to can just put a new one on again. You'd have to clean. Sorry to pick down your mind. But you, you've got to clean all that kind of stuff off and get it all cleaned out. You don't just take the old nappy and, and put a new one on without cleaning them. Why? Because the stink and the smell is still very existent. Sorry, I, I know towards tea time, towards lunch, aren't we? But you can see the picture. It's must as crazy not to change the way you think, to still think the way you used to think, to still have that, 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 that negative way of thinking, to to still have the old thought patterns. I call it this, it's thinking thinking. And you've got to take that thinking off and begin to replace it with the thoughts of God. And when you do that, you begin to see things from a totally different perspective. You see your problems, you see people from a totally different perspective because now you are changing your pattern of thinking. And the more you begin to change your pattern of thinking, the more your life becomes radically and totally different. See, this is not something we can call you forward, lay hands on you, and suddenly you've got a new mind. This is something we've got to do progressively, daily, continually change the way that we think. It's interesting. Look at verse 2 again of Romans 12. It says in the latter half that you renew your mind that you may prove. That word prove actually means experience. So it says really that you may experience the perfect and acceptable will of God. In other words, what you begin to change your mind over, you begin to experience. Isn't that wonderful? In other words, you might have been told in life that you could never do anything that you were a total failure, that you were a totally no good kind of person, you'd never achieve anything in life, everything you do would fail, and maybe that kind of mindset is in your head. Here's the point. You start changing that mindset and start saying, you know what, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. When you begin to believe that, when you begin to change the way you think regarding that, And here's the incredible thing, you begin to live in the experience of it. You begin to experience that which you are thinking. Maybe you see yourself, in your mindset, you see yourself as such a rejected person. And the more you see yourself as a rejected person, the more people will reject you. Isn't that amazing? Because you begin to push people away because you think they're always going to reject you. And so the harder you try to get them to accept you, the more they reject you. But when you begin to change the way you think, that I am accepted in the beloved, and I begin to change the way I think regarding that, I suddenly now begin to experience acceptance. I begin to experience and live in the power of an accepted person. I no longer live. I no longer respond as a rejected person because I've changed my pattern of thinking. I now I begin to experience the power of acceptance. Can you say amen? So as I change the way I think, I begin to experience what I am thinking. And I think so often when we don't renew our minds, we, be, we get overcome by all kinds of negative desires and we live outside of the perfect will of God. Paul said it's only a renewed mind that can actually enter into the perfect will of God. An unrenewed mind can never enter into the benefits of what God wants to bring to their life. Because their natural unrenewed mind will never be able to receive it. They will argue against it. They will reason it out. An unrenewed mind can never fully know the perfect, acceptable will of God. You know what it says there? It says that you will experience it. You will prove what the will of God is. In other words, that you would demonstrate the reality of a kingdom life. People will actually see it in your life. You're proving. You'll reveal what the true will of God is by the way you live your life. You're demonstrating. It. it will be an experience. It will be a reality. It will be seen by everyone around you. Proving what is the acceptable will of God of God. Isn't that wonderful? A renewed mind that displays the reality of kingdom. Not just about right believing, it's displaying, it's manifesting the true life of the kingdom, but you'll never do without renewed mind. You'll never do unless your thinking changes. You'll never do it. You'll you'll never be able to receive the, the, the things and the leadings of God because your mind will argue against it your unrenewed mind will reason you out of what God wants for your life. But a renewed mind will always be able to receive it and benefit from it. Jesus spoke of three leavens. And when he spoke of leavens, he spoke of influences in our world. There are three influences in our world that affect the way we think. I haven't got time to go into a great deal, but let me just give you a brief picture of it. Jesus spoke firstly of the leaven of Herod. That's an influence that affects the way people think. The leaven of Herod is an atheistic spirit, an atheistic mindset that removes God, that doesn't see God involved in the situations in their lives. I read a book, and it's a powerful book. It was called Christian Atheists. In other words, Christians who live their life as though God doesn't exist... God is not involved in their day-to-day decisions. They don't see their circumstances and their problems through the light of God's power and God's strength. They only see through their own ability and their own power. And it's the influence of a Herod. It's a kind of atheistic view of life. Even though you can be a Christian, you still look at life in an atheistic way. You don't see your situation in the light of God, amen? And it's the influence, it's, it's the leaven of Herod. Next one is this. The leaven of the Pharisee. In other words, it's just a theology, but they don't really experience the things that they say. They talk about the right things, they say the right things, but they never really live the right things out. They never really experience it. They never really come into the, into the, into the reality of it. It's the leaven of a the Pharisee. There's a the leaven of the Sadducees which removes everything supernatural. That's why people who haven't got a renewed mind will attack every single thing they see of a supernatural move of God. In other words, people live by the power of opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion, this, that, and the other. We don't want just opinions. We want experience. And you'll find every time there's a move of God, somebody will write an article of why it's not a move of God. They will give their opinion. Many of those have never really had an experience of revival anyway. But they give their opinion. It's the leaven of the Sadducees. Now, how do we renew our minds? I think people can spend their whole life with low self-esteem. Continue thinking they're no good or no value or no worth. The only way it begins to change is to change the way you think. You know what the word repent means? The word re means to go back. The word pent means the top floor of a building. So actually repent means to change, to go to the highest level of thinking, to change the way you think. I know repentance goes deeper than that, but in essence it means to change the way that you think. Exchange your thinking. Change the way you think. Begin to change your attitude and your way of thinking. Jesus says repent. Change the way you think because the kingdom of God is at hand. Unless you change the way you think, you'll never be able to apprehend the power of God that's available to you. You'll never apprehend it unless you renew your mind and change the way that you think. Okay, very quick. Let me give you four ways to renew your mind. Here's the first thing. Meditate on the Word. Joshua 1 verse 8. Meditate On the Word, day and night. And the word meditate isn't like a kind of Eastern thing where you just empty your mind. Christian meditation is where you fill your mind with the Word of God. You begin to focus your attention. You begin to focus your thinking on what God has said in His Word. In fact, the Hebrew word means to ponder. It means to mutter to oneself to picture in your mind. Do you remember Mary? That when she saw all the things that took place during the birth of Jesus, the Bible says she pondered in her heart. She thought in her heart. She meditated on it. She began to think on it. And as you begin to think on something, you occupy your mind. Think about this. What's worry? thought what worry is. You know, worry is meditation. But what worry is. Worry is thinking on the problem. You meditate on your problem, you're meditating on circumstances, and you're meditating. So you're meditating on something. I'm saying to you this morning: meditate on the Word of God. Think, set your mind, meditate on God's Word. I just found that such an incredible benefit to my own life. Maybe you're here this morning, and you are struggling with incredible fear. What we're going to do? Take the verses from the Bible on fear and begin to think on fear not for I am with you. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and a sound mind and love. And So you begin to meditate on those verses. And slowly, the way you think about fear begins to change and alter. And in so many areas of your life, begin to meditate. In fact, that word meditate is a picture of a cow. When it chews the cutters, they say. Do you know a cow? Don't say you don't learn anything here. But you know a cow has five stomachs. He reads the grass, swallows it, then regurgitates it again. Aren't you glad all these wonderful things, ready for you lunch? Swallows it again, regurgitates it, brings it up again, swallows it. He does it so many times until the whole thing's digested. And that's a picture of the word of God. You think on it. You talk it out. You pray it out. You think on it. Time and time again. You, you keep, and the more you do that, the more that goes down in your spirit and it begins to affect you and change the person the way that you are. Can you say amen? So meditate. Give yourself to the meditation of the word of God. And I guarantee if you do that, it's going to change the whole concept of your life. Your whole way of thinking is going to alter and change. Here's the second thing. Set your mind. Colossians 3. Colossians three, very quickly, one to two. If then you were raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Here's the verse: Set your mind on things above. And that word "set" means to fix your mind. It's used to fix the direction of a ship, to establish a direction. It's like your sat nav. How many love your sat navs? If you've got any. You know, some of you are thinking, I can remember all the, how come I ended up in that field, and I ended up in that kind of way out place, and I set that destination, that sat enough. But the point is, once you set that destination, that sat enough, it's fixed. Nothing is going to change it. Even those ones that you speak to, it doesn't change, it's set. And with the word of God, we're setting our minds. We're fixing our minds on the things of God, and nothing's going to shift it our circumstances, our feelings, nothing that comes against us is going to change that. We fixed our minds on it and nothing is going to shake it. Amen? Not the way I feel, not the way things are happening against me. I'm fixing my mind on what God has said. Here's the next thing. Take every thought captive. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. That word capture there means to reject. We reject thoughts of the fear. We reject thoughts of negativity. We reject thoughts of rejection. That picture of the word stronghold, it's a a picture of a fortified, really just a fortified place. And I think a lot of Christians have strongholds in their life. A place of control. A place of domination. They are dominated by their thoughts and their attitudes because those thoughts have such a strong grip on their minds. Your mind is controlling you rather than you controlling it. I mean see the difference. And it becomes a strong hold. We become trapped by a certain way of thinking. We can't seem to think any other way. We become trapped by a negative way of thinking. No matter how hard we try, we're still gripped and controlled by a negative way of thinking. How do we get into a negative way? How did that happen to our lives? because we began to allow thoughts of negativity to go from our heads right down into our hearts. And the more we thought on it, the more we, we allowed those thoughts to come in, the more those things controlled us. How do people become bitter? How do they get a stronghold of bitterness in their life? You know how? They allow bitter thoughts to get in. And the more they think on those thoughts, the more they dwell on those thoughts, the more those thoughts begin to capture them and captivate their hearts, and they become people of bitterness. Strongholds of bitterness, and it began with thoughts of bitterness. How do people have strongholds of inferiority? Because they believe wrong words about themselves. Same with lust, same with anger. All these things that can be built up in our lives. It's because it began with a thought. We received the thought. We received thought after thought after thought. And the more we dwelt on those thoughts, the more we allowed those thoughts in, the more those thoughts began to build up in us. And before we knew where we are, there was a stronghold there in our lives. ever thought about this? You'll find this. That where the stronghold is, you've got no authority over it. You've got, you don't seem to have any authority over negativity. You don't seem to have any authority over rejection. You don't seem to have any authority over over inferiority. Because what you tolerate means you have no authority over what you tolerate. And so the Bible says we've got to take every thought captive. Every thought that is contrary to the Word of God, we reject it. We refuse to accept it into our lives. We refuse to allow it to go down into our hearts and grip us and get a hold of us. The Bible says we take it captive. We reject it. We refuse to allow any thought that is contrary to the word of God to gain to our hearts. You think about it. Every single thing the devil comes at you with is a lie. He's the father of lies. How do you deal with a lie? You deal with it with truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the way to get free is to begin to believe the truth of what God says. Replace the lie with a truth. Here's the last thing. Obey it. See, not just think it, but obey it. Every time you put into practice what you've heard, you begin to start a whole new pattern of thinking. Isn't amazing? Every time I obey, every time I put it into, in, in, into my life, then it starts a whole new pattern of thinking. If I obey it, it begins to change what I think. In other words, I choose no longer to think in a certain way. And as I choose no longer to think in a certain way I obey, then those things begin to affect and change my life. You know what I found? Practice the thoughts of God until they become your own. Practice them. I remember I, we just, this guy used to play cricket with us, and he always used to come. And he used to come kitted out. He had all the pads the helmet, the bat, the gloves, and we'd bowl. And when we bowled him out, he'd say that I'm not out. Here's the problem. If we allowed him to go out, it was all his equipment. So he'd just take all his equipment with him. So, in other words he was saying, I'm gonna play until I win, basically. I'm gonna keep playing until I win the game. And that's what you want, you've gotta have a at the you gotta have as a Christian. I'm gonna keep doing this until I win. I'm going to keep practicing it. I'm, I may fail occasionally. I may mess up occasionally. I may, not, I may do it and then I, I miss it and fail it, but I'm going to keep doing it till I win. I'm going to keep doing it, keep doing it until it changes my life. And let me close with this. A renewed mind is not an overnight success. It's not a quick fix-it. It's a lifestyle. It's doing it on a day-to-day way of life. But the more you do it, all oh, the rewards are so amazing. The more you do it, the more your life will become transformed and changed. Let's just stand right now for the Lord right now. I just want you to ask right now just to come and say, God, today, I wonder what thoughts, what things are really gripping your life right now, those thoughts, those, the lies, the deceptions, the, the negative thoughts, the, the thoughts that bring us torment and pain and hurt and sorrow. God says, I just want to see you live such a transformed life that your life will never be the same again. You know, your destiny is a a transformed life. The Holy Spirit is working a metamorphosis in your life. So in the days ahead, when people look at you, they will not recognize you as that person anymore. You've just changed. Your conversation changes. Your whole life begins to change. You're no longer constantly worrying about everything. No longer constantly anxious about everything. No longer constantly oppressed and held down by things. Suddenly now you you see your whole life from a totally different perspective. You see from heaven's viewpoint. And that's what God desires for you. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Be different. Be so radically different to everyone around you. Because that's the kingdom coming. That's the kingdom of God working and manifesting itself. Just right now, open your heart say, Lord, today, I don't want to remain the same person. I don't want to constantly be living with my worries, anxieties, being stressed and overwhelmed by life. Constantly pressed down, held down. I just want to be so radically different today. Help me today to meditate on your word. Help me to obey your word and do your word. To set my mind on your word not to be distracted by how I feel, by my circumstances and my feelings. Father, I just come before you today. Thank you, Lord, you've called us to a life of transformation. Lord, your desire is today that we would be transformed people, that we'd be so radically different, that we would be totally not the same anymore. But Lord, the the work of the new creation will begin to burst forth in us. The people, when they see us, wouldn't see us, they'd see Jesus. They would see Jesus working and living through us. That we want to say, as Paul says, that we don't live anymore, but Jesus lives in us. The life of Jesus, the love, the joy, the peace, the glory of Jesus radiates through our lives. Lord, as he is, so are we in this world. May we radiate the life of Jesus never before. So today, God, just do that work in every heart, in every life. In every person here this morning, we just want to give you all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. Hallelujah. You know, some of us here this morning, you've got maybe negative mindsets, struggling with low self-esteem, struggling with the way you see yourself. God says, change the way you think. See yourself as my son and my daughter. See yourself as a child of God. See yourself as as a new creation. See yourself in a wholly new light. Be transformed. No longer think that old way of thinking, that old pattern of thinking. Transform your life. Father, I pray, work thy name in heart today. Work in all our hearts. Lord, I pray, raise up many people. We are glory in your honor. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this download from... Lux Love Church. For more download information, or contact us. Please visit our website at